0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Brownie Points. I'm Dan. I'm Nick. And this is the podcast for a guy with a film degree. And a guy who knows how to work a DVD player. Talk to you about movies. This week, for our news segment, we talk about Dustin Diamond's cancer diagnosis, the latest streaming releases coming in the year 2021, and the possibility of Captain America coming back to the MCU. That, and of course, a little bit more on this episode of Brownie Points. Plus awesome a list. All right, everybody, welcome to the show. We couldn't wait anymore. <laughs> there it is. There it is, impatiently waiting. Uh, <laughs> uh, as longtime listeners know, we never go right into the reviews. We like to start off the week with our brownie bites news segment, where Nick and I take an hour to dive into the entertainment uh, world. <laughs> Excuse you. <laughs> also, this week, in addition to our news, we're finally doing a list again because it's been a minute been since like we did four that. months. It's been a really long time. Like, yeah, the... that's a weird.
1: That's a weird show format change that stopped when COVID hit because we didn't really do lists that often. Well, After COVID hit, just because there was so much news of just things constantly changing.
0: Yeah, I mean, we we, we always prep these Friday afternoon slash morning as well. Like, we let the news kind of trickle in. and We know if we prep it earlier than Friday, like, we're going to miss something. Like, we're probably missing we got, something right now, honestly. <laughs> we got 25 minutes we can fill with a list. We get done, and it's like, hey, the world borderline ended. Well, that's what happened whenever we would record these on, like, Tuesday, Wednesday, yeah. Thursday. like. <laughs> After, that was, what, that one episode we did on Tuesday, we stopped doing it that early?
1: <laughs> there's there's one episode we did on Tuesday, and there's four huge news things that broke, like, the two days afterward. And then Dan came to me, and he's like, I don't know if you've thought this through, which I didn't. And he was like, um, but have you noticed that we shouldn't be recording news of the week the second day of the work week? And I was like, you have a point.
0: Yeah, so this is... Obviously, the fastest turnaround we have for our segments, because the reviews are not very timely, let's say. But yeah, uh, but yeah. we have a little bit of news uh, to cover before our lists. We are going to be saving that for the very end. Uh, the first little bit of Hold news. Hold
1: the phone. Have you heard of this product called Capulus? What?
0: No, what? I, this? I've
1: got my TV on in the background on mute. And they are advertising this thing called Capulus, and it's a hat that has lights on your on it. <clears throat> and they claim that it will help regrow your hair. Now, I want to say something. We are not advertising for them, and I'm just saying what they say. I'm not saying it does that. I do not endorse this product because I know nothing about it. But it's a hat with lights in it.
0: Uh, I thought you were gonna be talking about like a holiday hat, like a or like a just a not hair growing hat. I don't know. No. I don't need I don't need this because listeners can't see it. I still have a full head of hair, at least right now, knock on wood. <laughs> you got I a used pretty to... big widow's peak. Yeah, I have a thick widow's Feel peak. Feel self conscious
1: but... about it right now. <laughs> I'm I
0: kidding. like my widow's I like my just, widow's peak. Just
1: just again, again, to reiterate what we said during Die Hard, don't comb it to the other direction and then grow a mustache a certain
0: way. No, no. I I no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to grow the Jesus beard. I actually should get my hair cut in the next day or two because it's kind of, eh, it's at that point where I kind of need a cut. But that's either here or there. That's really funny, though, that you just interrupt me with that.
1: Because <laughs> it's so bizarre.
0: I thought you were going to interrupt me with that thing I was texting you about during uh, the Monday Night Football game, the the workout. Someone's butthole? No, the <laughs> the workout bean-looking inflatable thing that you're supposed to do crunches on, but it definitely looks like you don't work out on it or work out in that manner. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> you
1: remember? Oh, I remember that one, yeah.
0: Yeah, you... I would love to be someone that actually works out on it. <laughs> and not the other thing.
1: I want to return this workout equipment. How come? It didn't work out.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sorry, I just got that. <laughs> That's what makes it even better, is the time-delay fuse. (laughs) It's a time-delay release capsule of
0: Joke. Somebody takes it to Olive Garden and inflates it, like, next to their table. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, have I ever told you what I actually get when I go to Olive Garden? I think you have. I don't remember if you have on mic.
1: They have an appetizer platter... Where you can pick your own two appetizers for whatever amount of money, I go there and I get calamari and chicken fingers.
0: Oh, you told me that off mic before. Like,
1: and I remember, I remember, I went there with Kelsey one time and did that. And she's like, "Why don't you get Italian food?" And I was like, "Look, I can cook a mean spaghetti at home, but I can't cook calamari." <laughs> and sometimes, I, and they don't have fries, so chicken strips is a good way to break up the flavor. And she's like. What are you talking about? And I was like, also, I can get breadsticks with this. Your rationale is amazing. <laughs> it's a lot of carbs. <laughs> In case you're wondering why I had to go, <laughs> go on a diet and start running, I did that. A lot.
0: <laughs> I have a problem.
1: <laughs> but I'm working on it. Oh, my God. That's so funny.
0: Uh, anyway. It like,
1: feels like feels like AA for fat people to be like, hi, my name's Nick, and I'm going to... And I'm a fat ass. Hi, Nick. I used to go to Olive Garden to get calamari and chicken strips.
0: Oh my God, you're really fat. You know, I just—I woke up this morning. I had a rough day at work, and I—I I talked myself out of it. But I was this close to ordering calamari. Oh dear God.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but instead, I had seven four logos.
0: Oh, good for you. <laughs> and now i'm not hungry anymore <laughs> and now i can't sleep <laughs> i think I need i've need never stuff.
1: had a four loco that's the energy drink alcohol one right
0: e- yes okay it, it people would make dangerous combinations with that too it would be a chaser for real alcohol and it'd be very dangerous <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh anyway anyway we should get to the point of our show because we've been talking about calamari
0: for five minutes yeah let's uh go to our first story uh the first story we have is just something that i kind of geeked out about when i saw it a couple days ago i shared it on our all our stories come from our uh, facebook wall but uh yeah the first one i really geeked out about because i didn't know if i was going to have an opportunity to see oh. this movie oh. but we will and it's on our calendar because nick can watch it too the front runner for best picture of 2020 nomadland starring francis mcdormand is going to be on hulu starting at february 19th it is going to have a small theatrical rollout as well. It's going to be in drive through theaters and uh, select, like, independent theaters, things like that. So, obviously, I don't know if I'm going to still see it in a the theater, but I'm super excited. Uh, the director, Chloe Zhao, uh, she directed this movie I watched two years ago called The Writer. That was really, really good. Um, and, like I said, every Critic Circuit Awards thing, any, basically, if it was up for Best Picture, it won Best Picture. So, it's <laughs> it's... Pretty much by a Country Mile, the front runner for Best Picture, and I just wanted to share that with you all, that you can watch Nomadland on Hulu. Uh, that's because Fox Searchlight is the distributor, well, now Searchlight, because Disney owns it, uh, and Disney owns Hulu, so put two and two together, makes sense. Uh, Nick, did we, did I ever, I feel like I've never talked to you about Nomadland, or if I did, I just very passingly brought it up and, like, we didn't really talk about it. I have no f- clue what movie this is. Basically, Frances McDormand uh, loses her job because of uh, economic reasons. It's not the 08 crisis, but some economic thing costs her her job. And she decides to travel the American West as a nomad. And apparently there's actual nomads in the movie, but it's not a documentary. It's still a drama, like a dramatization, but it's got real people just living off the land in the movie. And I mean, I don't know that much besides that. I saw the trailer and the trailer was kind of just vague and just had a bunch of critics quotes and but... Yeah, like, it
1: sounds like an Oscar contender movie.
0: <laughs> it's Frances McDormand though and she's incredible and
1: I'm not I'm not trying to say it's going to be bad. I'm just saying that sounds like an Oscar contender movie. Uh, the trailer reveals absolutely nothing for you to know anything about the movie, but all the critics love it and they won't stop putting critics quotes all over it.
0: Yeah, and it's coming out in uh, late winter. Like this if 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 COVID didn't happen, it would still be coming out to the public in February or January instead of December or November. So it's been a while, but usually a front-runner for Best Picture comes to light um, around November or December um, anyway. But uh, I've not heard this much buzz for a movie, like, just outright, no, this is the Best Picture. And even without COVID, this was going to come out this late anyway. So I'm just happy that we can actually watch it for the show on a streaming service, given what's going on right now. And I, it's totally on the calendar. I cannot wait for it to cover it i just like i said wanted to share it to you all that it will be on hulu starting february 19th right after valentine's day so onward to the next story uh you shared this because i didn't actually run into the story uh but dustin diamond who 90s babies like us will know as
1: screech do you want to know do you want to know i actually know him for a completely different reason you're gonna think i'm a moron
0: i who? let me finish the headline and then Please tell me, because I really want to know this. Um, Anyway, Dustin Diamond, known for playing Screech in Saved by the Bell, and I'm 90% sure he's in the Saved by the Bell uh, reboot that's on Peacock, but I haven't watched that because I don't care about Peacock or that show personally. But (laughs) he, excuse me, he unfortunately uh, has been diagnosed with a form of stage four cancer. He, it was described by his publicist as... He had aches and pains all over his body, and he found a lump on his neck, and uh, he's being treated for for this with chemotherapy as we speak. Um, it said he also had shingles as well that just added to the pain. I, but... By the way,
1: I, can, I will put out there, I have actually had shingles in my lifetime, which when I got it, I didn't know what it was. Um, I found out I had it because I was taking a very hot shower. And I think it was the the doctor told me it was the T3 nerve because whatever nerve it was, it was the nipple nerve because that's where I had it was on that line. Basically, shingles is chicken pox, stores in one of your nerves on your spine, and then it just randomly fires off and you essentially get a concentrated chicken pox on that one nerve. Mine was on the quote unquote nipple nerve and I was taking a shower and I like raised my arm and my side had the rash and hot water hit it. And I sh- like shouted because it hurt so bad. And then my dad Ugh. took me to the doctor, and he he said that. And my dad's reaction was like shingles. And I was like, "Is that bad? I've never heard of this." And he's like, "That's an old man disease. He's in high school." And I was like, "Okay,
0: yeah, um, I Mike Mike." So I can I can contend, I can shingles.
1: contend this. I can contend this. Shingles hurts really bad.
0: Right. So I mean, adding that to like the the now it sound we're not saying what it, we're not saying. We know what it is, but it, we off mic think it's lymphoma we'll get an actual confirmation probably later on. yeah based
1: based on what they said about like he felt a lump in his neck i was like that sounds like that
0: yeah but i mean obviously our hearts go out to him and hope that it's a speedy recovery and hopefully they can turn it. you can turn around stage four and i mean whatever the cancer it is i mean we we both know someone that has or no a a friend of a friend Did so we've we've we know of people that do it like it's possible. Yeah, it's not it's not super easy at all. No, and I've 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 known we've both had relatives that had actual cancer too, like just in general. And it's it's a tough battle, but I mean our hearts go out to him. I I was just joking about like his say by the bell stuff, but because honestly, cancer sucks. So our hearts go out to him and his family. Um, but yeah, yeah, what what were you saying? You knew him from? I knew him.
1: Uh, from a show that was on VH1 in the early to mid-2000s. It was a reality show called Celebrity Fit Club, and he was such a prick on that show.
0: Celebrity Fit Club? Celebrity
1: I- Fit Club. It was a competition, uh, a weight loss competition between two teams of, like, four or five celebrities, and he was such a jerk on that show.
0: I didn't watch that i would only watch that channel for like the i love the 80s 70s 90s in music videos when they actually played music videos which i mean i don't know if they don't i don't know if they outright (laughs) don't anymore from from 6 a.m to 10 a.m weekdays (laughs) dude it's it's funny enough like around this time right now like winter when we were doing um uh track conditioning and cross and and kind of cross-country conditioning too um one of the runners would have us all over at his house and we'd all show up at like seven or eight o'clock in the morning. We'd go out on our run. And then when we would come back, uh, his parents would have put out a bunch of stuff for breakfast for, for us to like have after the run, get our energy back up. And, pancakes. uh, pancakes the, yeah, sometimes pancakes, sometimes waffles. like, well, I, it, it'd be different every time. It, always gallons, oh, gallons waffles. of <laughs> always gallons of OJ and chocolate milk. Um, if nothing else, but, uh, in the background,
1: drink this gallon of orange juice and go to class, okay? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but in the background, he would always have VH1 on, and we would all just while we we're eating breakfast, watch and talk over whatever music video was playing. Like I remember, I remember that very vividly back in high school.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Not that, that has anything to do with Screech, but um, did you ever watch *Saved by the Bell*? Yeah. Yeah, I never did, but I, again, just. Our hearts go out to Screech and his family. Hopefully um, he can kick cancer's ass because cancer sucks. It So, yeah. Anyway, onwards to our next story. See, listeners, going right along. We have a list to get to, and we only have like three more stories.
1: Uh. <laughs> We've got a purpose.
0: Yes. Uh, the next story is actually kind of big. Uh, we shared this on our wall also. Uh, Netflix not only did a press release, but they dropped a trailer for netflix 2021 they have a buttload of movies that are dropping by their own words every single week of 2021 that kind of makes sense to me because i've read in finance articles that netflix literally is billions in debt with investors because of how much content they're trying to make themselves and low-key step away from just buying licensing rights to it's to TV shows it's, and
1: movies. It's funny how that how Netflix started out as a way to distribute other people's work. And now they're like, wait, what if we did our own work? Well yeah There's no finish to that joke. It's just that's
0: the joke. <laughs> well I I remember how this has all gone because I remember when Netflix came out and it was just the, the, the DVDs by mail and then they stepped into streaming And it was, like, the even crappier, smaller version of, like, the video library. Like, they, I don't know, their streaming selection was terrible back then. And then they evolved, got a new platform, started adding more titles, started adding the same titles that they would get when they were streaming, or when they were on DVD, but then, obviously, that didn't quite pan out. (laughs) They definitely don't do that anymore. But um, I remember it was 2013. I just had graduated from college, and I remember... When House of Cards started, and that was the first original thing they ever did, period. Like, they bought the rights to some shows, but, like, they bought the rights to Arrested Development, and they bought the rights to this other... I can't remember what the show was, but some guy from The Sopranos was in it. Um, I think it was a Canadian show, technically, but in terms of, like, outright, they created the show and paid for it start to finish. That was House of Cards. That was their flagship step into, hey, we are a media contender now and it was a huge deal and it the fact that it was great too at least for the first couple seasons that was that was their moon landing like that was their first step and i still remember that very vividly because it wasn't that long ago and look at them and just, just look to at put them it, now calling it the moon landing well it's i i couldn't think of another landmark moment to in the, in in the moment but uh, <laughs> But no, that was really them kicking down the doors and saying, hey, we can do this too, HBO and cable and uh, movie studios. So just eight years later, well, plus the pandemic, I don't know, like, they they would have had all these in the bank anyway without the pandemic. Like, it makes sense that they're at this point now, like, where they let The Office go, they let West Wing go, they let all these other things that they're just licensing is not going to be a thing with netflix anymore like it's going to be a very very tiny portion of their library because they're investing so much to become themselves like they were even test running a channel of netflix where you just hit play me something and it would play you an episode of this and then an episode of this and an episode of that and it would just be random it would just be on like a channel and if you happen to like what you watched you could jump out of it and it would take you to that show's page so you can keep watching the show it was like a sample platter
1: so what you're saying is they have free samples like Sam's Club used to before the pandemic.
0: Kind of. Yes. You I mean, you still paid for the service. That's not a free thing. But you still like, paid
1: for a Sam's Club card.
0: That is damn. That is a deep, deep cut. I'm impressed.
1: Deep that- dish like the disgusting ass pizza out of Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That was a cheap shot. Deep, <laughs> deep dish pizza. Deep dish pizza is OK. I don't love it. It's OK.
0: Yeah. Um, Once you have, once you have thin sliced New York pizza, you kind of can't go back.
1: (laughs) Oh my God. I'm so glad we're on the subject right now. I just have to (laughs) proclaim it right now. I love New York style pizza. Like I, I, I can't not tell you how much I love New York style pizza. It is so good. I love how thin it is. I love like, they're like, Hey, how big of a slice do you want? One as big as two of your feet. Okay. Um, oh
0: my god, the dollar slices of pizza I would get in New York from a dude, hole in a wall.
1: You for could a get dollar. morbidly you could get morbidly obese spending two dollars at a place because it's like, here's your dollar soda, here's your dollar piece of pizza that's eight million calories. I did that Goodbye.
0: for I did that for lunch so many times when I was And you're still skinny eating.
1: as fuck, and it pisses me off.
0: <laughs> People actually ask me like like, good lord, like how many times do you go to two bros? And I'm like uh, until it's expensive, until they <laughs> raise the price.
1: <laughs> how often do you, how often do you go to two bros? Dude, I'm trying to put them through college, okay?
0: How often do you go, <laughs> no, how often do you go to two bros? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> how often do you go to two bros? Enough. <laughs> Taysom Hill, what football position do you play? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, waiting for the day that he punts. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, anyway, the uh, I wrote down a handful of the titles that they showed. They've showed a lot, by the way. Um, they I wrote down a handful of them. There was uh, this Western, uh, The Harder They Fall, that's got uh, Regina King in it. Thunder Force is a superhero movie with uh, Ma and uh, uh, Melissa McCarthy in it.
1: That looks horrible.
0: Yeah, and we only saw 10 seconds of it. <laughs>
1: My God, that looks terrible. No, don't move There's... on. That movie looks awful. We, like, we look, saw man, ten
0: seconds of it and it's just her throwing a car. Yeah, but it looked awful. I'm not awful. Like I, she throws the car and there's no
1: effort and she like wipes her hands and I'm like, Oh great, you're gonna give Melissa McCarthy a role where she has to be smug about her about her abilities and powers, but also she's a fish out of water. Cool. That's so many Melissa McCarthy movies where she just stumbles her way through life. I think Melissa McCarthy can be a very good actor.
0: She just needs a better agent or husband to stop writing terrible movies for her. I need to buy you. Can you ever forgive me? Because she was yeah. phenomenal in that movie. Did I tell you about the time that I saw Tammy in I theaters? F- Ugh, why'd you pay to see that in theaters?
1: Uh, this is before the show, and this is when I was starting to not pay attention to movies as close as a, as I did for a long time. Me and Kelsey were like, oh, I want to go. Like, we were. Kelsey was up for the weekend, and it's like, okay. We're going to – before she lived in Lafayette, I was like, okay, we're either going to go see Tammy or we're going to go see uh, 22 Jump Street. And we decided to go see 22 Jump Street. And they started within like 10 minutes of each other. 22 Jump Street started 10 minutes earlier. So we go to the theater. We get our drinks. We get our popcorn. We sit down. or No, it's five minutes. And we sit down, and I'm sitting there, and I look at my phone, and it's like seven eleven. And I was like, why is Marina Menounos still on the screen? (laughs) And, like, it kept going, and 715 hits, and the lights go down. I was like, okay. And then they start playing trailers and everything like that. And I was like, yeah, these trailers I'd expect to see in front of this. And then the movie starts, and Melissa McCarthy comes on screen. And I was like, wait. And I pulled out my ticket stub. Apparently, I actually said Tammy when I ordered the tickets not thinking. Oh. But, like, a week later, me and Kelsey met. Me and Kelsey met up a week later in Indianapolis and saw Twenty Two Jump Street. But no, like, I the first time I saw it, I didn't think like you've I didn't seen think it was twice. A, yeah, I only twice.
0: What? Okay, you've seen it twice.
1: No, 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 no. What I'm saying, what I'm saying is, the second time I learned my lesson and I just stopped with that movie. Okay. Um – the first time I was like, yeah, "It's pretty." I was like, "It's kind of funny. It's okay." And then, like, I watched it the second time, and I was like, "This is not holding up like it to the level it did the first time I saw it."
0: Oh, I could have told you that. And it didn't, and I haven't. And it seen wasn't it. that great to begin with. I, I could have told you that, and I haven't seen it. Like <laughs> that movie looked like dog. I did not want to see Tammy whatsoever, <laughs> and not not because of Elizabeth McCarthy, but like just her. She. Uh... Her her well with movies is so awful. It's a movie that was done by her husband. That's why.
1: Her husband's a hack.
0: Her husband's sense of humor is terrible. I, her yeah. husband is what is holding her career down. He did that movie, Super Intelligence, listeners, that's on HBO Max, and we are not going to do it for the show. I, I, nope. I'm not putting it on the calendar. Well,
1: you said we need to pick a terrible movie sometime
0: soon. Now I know one that's in the running. Dude, you're gonna forget. You've you've told I've sent you the calendar and you said, what do I do with this? And I'm like, save it. Dan,
1: no, okay. <laughs> you've sent me the calendar and I say, what do I do with this? Because it's all about your picks. Help I, me dude, fill I in have the no, blanks. I have no control or influence over your picks, so I just don't pay attention until you tell me what we're watching.
0: Just keep them in the
1: back of your mind or help me fill in the blanks. <laughs> no, there's sports. Hockey's back. It's, it's just starting to feel like normal, because right now we have hockey, basketball, and playoff football going on right now. It's filling... It's just filling in the blanks so we know what to expect in the Future. Spring training starts in a month. Like, I don't know what you want me to do.
0: Okay, Buddha, Mr. Live-in-the-moment. I...
1: <laughs> I could still be the rage monster I was, like, seven years ago if you want me to go back to that guy. I,
0: I want you to be the guy that gives a damn about the calendar. <laughs>
1: Dan, I don't care about your calendar. I don't care about the Mayan calendar. It's our calendar.
0: It can be our calendar.
1: <laughs> this could be our calendar, but you're playing games. <laughs> Speaking of games, no, there's a no, blues game no, tonight. You're, hol-
0: you're that meme holding my hand, and it says the show calendar, and you're checking out the ass of the sports calendar.
1: <laughs> That's pretty accurate. <laughs> That's, that's one of the most accurate uh, most accurate analogies you've ever had. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that's, a, that's a 10 out of 10. That's a sprinkles analogy right there. Thank
0: you. <laughs> I'm honored. <laughs> oh, my God. Mm. Anyway, I want to get through the rest of these that I wrote down. There's Listeners, there's plenty more of them. The two and a half hour, or two and a half hour, two and a half minute <laughs> trailer. Uh, had like 50, 50 titles in it. I just wrote down a couple more. There was a bruised. It's a movie that Halle Berry's directing. It looks like an MMA movie. Uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda's directorial debut, tick, tick, boom. Uh, that's going to be coming there. Uh, to all the boys has a third movie. I think that's the third movie. I, or it's at least the second one, if not the third one. Uh, Nick, we were talking about, uh, the woman in the window, that's the Amy Adams movie that was going to get released, I believe through Fox, but then Disney bought it and I'm, yeah, I'm kind of low key worried about it because they sold the movie. And apparently there was a lot of re edits happening since its debut. Yeah.
1: I remember being excited for the movie, but all those things make me worried.
0: Yeah. It's been a minute since it was screened to people and the reviews weren't great. And apparently it's been an editing limbo since then. So. Oh, good. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Um, Then there's uh, Sweet Girl. uh, Sweet Girl, I think uh, Sweet Girl was the one with Jason Momoa in it. uh, The Army of the Dead. We just talked about that last week. That was the Zack Snyder movie that he's low-key... Shut up about his cuts. He was low-key working on that uh, while doing the Justice League Snyder cut, too. So it was kind of cool to finally see footage of it, uh, just by coincidence. Uh, (laughs) And then Red Notice. I'm super excited for that because that is... Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence in a movie together? I don't know a damn thing I'm about this other than I'm just excited for Leonardo that.
1: DiCaprio's beard.
0: I, I'm just excited in general. Like, I want to know what the plot of this is. I want to see the actual full trailer because I didn't know that they were making this movie. So, dude, yeah, bring it on. Like, I hope it's got a good director with it, which presumably it will. It's Leonardo DiCaprio, for Christ's yeah, sake. Leonardo
1: DiCaprio doesn't really pick bad movies.
0: No, he's... Oh, I, I, uh, I should have looked it up while we were show prepping, but... hey. Surprise for later. Uh, but anyway, that's uh, that's just a handful of the many, many movies that they're going to be releasing. And uh, we're actually going to be talking about a trailer for another one that was in that teaser uh, here in a minute. But but yeah, we're probably going to be going to Netflix a lot more often. Well, obviously, we're in COVID still. But uh, we'll get off the HBO Max train sooner than later, apparently. So <laughs> Even though we have been taking full advantage of HBO Max lately, if you haven't noticed. Uh. <laughs> so yeah. The next story, uh, Nick, you shared this before I saw it as well, uh, like the Dustin Diamond story. Fill the listeners in uh, on what's going on with uh, Captain America, if you please. He's back, people. Back, and he's better than ever, except for
1: he tweeted that news to me shrug emoji. Uh, supposedly, Chris Evans is rumored to be coming back as the titular Captain America, uh, but he is saying that it is news to him uh so who knows
0: yeah you telling me that because i didn't see the chris evans denying part of it i just saw that somebody said it was confirmed i i think he's going to just do cameos i think he's still not going to do like captain america like i'm pretty sure at least for I don't know, somewhere between five and 10 years, maybe not a decade, but like, I think for the next five years, like based on the plans that we've seen from Disney, especially from the uh, investors meeting that just happened a uh, couple what weeks or months ago. Um, yeah. He's not in the blueprints, like maybe a cameo here and there. Like uh, he, I, I, I fully expect to see him
1: back, but in like flashbacks, like, They're going to be like, oh, yeah, this reminds me of that time three years ago when (laughs) Captain America and I were battling the pond moss. And then it, like, cuts back to, like, a flashback. Like, that's what I expect to see him back in. I don't really expect to see him moving forward as Captain America, but I still expect to see him as Captain America in flashback mode.
0: This is like that time that Captain America and I broke into that zoo in Amsterdam. (laughs) He said that like a Family Guy setup. (laughs) Captain America, we could eat that pig. Bill Clinton, (laughs) what are you talking about? We totally eat that pig. (laughs) No, I. If it's if it's true, sweet, like I I'm not surprised that he would be open to actually coming back. But at the same time, it's like it's no. they, They what it was up to the end of Phase Three is what it is. Like it's historical. It's a it's a landmark. Like it's a chapter that's now been closed. So. I, I expect him to have as much importance in the MCU going forward as like Robert Downey Jr., which is virtually next to nothing. I I watched him get interviewed by David Letterman. Robert. I saw Robert get interviewed by David Letterman uh, just uh, when the new season of uh, My Guest Needs No Introduction, and he seems perfectly damn content with just living on his ranch and like just picking up a movie when he feels like it, you know? Like after you've accomplished all that,
1: I don't really know what you want me to say. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> I don't have a well
0: thought out thought. I was like, yeah, I agree with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's whatever happens. Um, by the way, we're taping this the day that WandaVision came out on Disney Plus since we're on Marvel. Um, I didn't have this on the schedule, but I before we started taping, uh, I watched both episodes of WandaVision while I was eating lunch. Don't ruin it because
1: I wasn't sure if Kelsey wanted me to wait for her to watch it. So I have not watched it yet.
0: Gotcha. That was going to be my question. So I will end that. Because I, I, I
1: remember mentioning it to Kelsey and I couldn't remember if she was like, oh, yeah, I want to see it or not. So I deliberately did not watch it today. Yeah. Because I know ba- like Baby Yoda show, I would wait for her to watch it with me. You would
0: impatiently wait. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, so I I did watch it and uh I will just say I enjoyed it. I think it's a very promising show based on how the first two episodes are. Uh I don't know how if How long it's gonna- are the episodes? Uh thirty minutes was the pilot and then thirty five minutes was the second episode. Okay. Um, I don't know if it's going to be eight episodes like, uh, Baby Yoda was, or if it's going to go to, like, the traditional 10 or 12, but, uh, I like where it's going so far. The first two episodes really impressed me. They're funny, uh, the technical aspects of it are really cool, like, if you've seen the trailers, like, they're stuck in some pseudo-TV universe, and they kind of go from 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, progressively, um, not to say what happens in the episode, but... That motif, like, as the backdrop to, like, the setting of the story is really interesting, the way it plays out, and uh, it's kind of cool to see Wanda and Vision kind of be the center of a story instead of a supporting role, and their chemistry is really great. So, yeah, I definitely want to see where it goes, and I can't wait to hear what you think of it. I, Yeah, WandaVision's a pretty, pretty cool, pretty cool project, and it's the first show to be in the MCU, so I don't know, if, if Winter Soldier and the Falcon can be as good as this, I mean, I think... I mean, probably it will be. I mean, Kevin Feige's running all of them. So, I mean, good step in the right direction so far, at least for me. Yeah, don't let Kathleen Kennedy near it. <laughs> uh, anyway, on to our next story. We're going to do trailer reactions now instead of at the end, because we have a list at the end. And we have two trailers to talk about. Uh, the first one is one that I just showed Nick before we started taping. And it is the Netflix movie that we didn't talk about 10 minutes ago. It is Malcolm and Marie. It is from the creator of Euphoria, the HBO show. And it stars Zendaya and John David Washington. And it is a relationship drama. Apparently, there's uh, some sort of rift going in between these two characters, presumably on lockdown, because the cool thing about this movie is that According to Netflix, I don't know if it's 100% true, but according to Netflix, this is the first American movie, first major American movie, to have gone through its entire creative process, conception, pre-production, filming, editing, and release, entirely within uh, the COVID-19 pandemic. So, that in itself is interesting, but... I don't know what you think of the trailer. I'm always down for uh, a heavy relationship drama, personally. But, uh, I mean, I know you could be hitting this with those.
1: When I was watching it, I said, what the hell's up with Netflix and these, like, relationship-dying movies lately? I Um, thought you were
0: going to roll your eyes because it was in black and white. (laughs) (laughs) No,
1: I'm not... Dude, I make fun of people for being artists, but that doesn't necessarily mean if I see something where someone's being an artiste that mean, that I immediately think it's trash. Um,
0: <laughs> Why are the letters so small? I can't watch the movie and read. <laughs> so some,
1: <laughs> Sometimes those movies are good. Uh, sometimes <laughs> they get through to me. But I, I actually, I'm a big fan of Zendaya. I really like her as an actress, so... Uh, I'm interested in it. I think John David Washington's good. I think that it's going to be interesting because it looks like it takes place in this one house. Yeah, that's time. why I'm thinking
0: it takes place during quarantine also.
1: Yeah. So I'm interested in it. I think it looks good. It's got people that I like in it. It looks like it takes place in a single location, which I think would add to the stress of their relationship. So I'm interested in it. But I don't really feel like I can have much more to really look forward to with it.
0: I I just hope it's not, like, hokey or, like, so on the nose about, like, the quarantine itself. Like, I really hope there's a genuinely good human drama that allows the actors to really flex their acting muscles. Which I trust there will be because I haven't personally watched Euphoria, but I have many friends that have. And they have all told me that it deserved the Emmy wins that it did get, including Zendaya winning Best Actress in a Drama Series. So, I'm not surprised that she's a part of it because of that, but... At the same time, I mean, I don't know. I my my expectations are high, even though I mean I I've seen many, many relationship dramas like this, so I I don't know. Could it be love story or could it be I don't know, just hallmark trash. We'll find out in three weeks when or no, in a month, because it will be on Netflix. Uh right around or when was it? I think it was the February second. I don't know. I'll check the calendar, but <laughs> But yeah, it is coming to Netflix very, very soon, guys. Within the next month, the next trailer. You showed me this. Uh, literally, my wife. Wa- my wife shared this on my Facebook page, and this is
1: the most wild thing.
0: Yeah, you, imaginable. You, you, you set up this trailer. I set up the last one. You set up ca- this trailer. Okay. All
1: right. All right. Shut up. <laughs> the best setup for this movie, like this, is the elevator pitch. Someone just went in there, like, all right, it's Five Nights at Freddy's with nicholas cage dude that's your movie
0: blank check here you go like give me <laughs> this looks hilarious i my favorite shot of the trailer was when he put when he put on the willies shirt like it, it was the slow-mo of him putting on the shirt and then it smashes to his face like it's not even any of the violence it's just the shot of nicholas cage like wearing a shirt for like a chucky cheese knockoff
1: <laughs> this looks so outrageously stupid I can't wait for it. Like, I told Kelsey, I was like, yeah, because I, I tried looking it up on Just Watch to see, like, where it was releasing. And it's apparently, I think it's only on demand. I told Kelsey, I was like, we are on demanding
0: that. I hope it's not $20. Like, fingers crossed it's not $20. Like, at most, I hope this is only, like, $15, personally. But you need you need
1: more. You, you won't spend $20 on the cage, man.
0: I, I will if I have to. I just hope it's cheaper. But
1: <laughs> I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. I really want that to be a new release film that we do. Like I actually want to cover it on the show.
0: Oh dude. Um. Actually, that I can ch- I can pull up the calendar and see what it coincides with because that will definitely gonna, be Dan's gonna
1: talk about the calendar. So prepare to hear something I won't remember in three days.
0: Uh. For some reason. Uh. Oh wait. Uh. It comes out February 19th. Isn't that right? 12th. Oh, oh, that's actually gonna be the week we do Malcolm and Marie. Ooh, sweet. That's funny. I didn't. Uh-oh. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't even put that together. Like, I just completely brain farted on when Malcolm and Marie's coming out, and our trailer reactions are literally four weeks away on the show. <laughs> that's so this funny. This thing looks amazing. I... This
1: looks so hilariously stupid.
0: I like that the trailer had to edit the blood to be black instead of red. For some reason, trailers have to do that when there's blood. I don't know why, but the fact children
1: could see it, dude, it just and their young, impressionable minds can't handle what's actually inside their body.
0: Can you think of another? Act- that sounds, that uh, sounds really inappropriate. I'm sorry. Wow, I didn't even. You don't repeat yourself. I'll just listen back to it in playback and uh, I'll possibly make that the stinger. Oh. <laughs> But uh, but no, can you think of another actor that has had the kind of road that he has where he's, he's an Academy Award winner, a heralded fantastic actor, but now 20 years after he won his Oscar, he's making Mandy, The Color Out of Space, uh, this. <laughs> Just making these balls-to-the-walls the weird the closest, movies. The closest I can think of is Bruce Willis. Oh, his movies are terrible. They're not even fun to watch. At least Nick Cage's movies are fun to watch. I said,
1: I said closest. I didn't say exactly the same.
0: Yeah. I see what you're, see what you're saying. Like, just taking anything. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I need a new jet ski. Okay. Oh, dude. Or even, like, Primal or Jiu-Jitsu. Like, dude, getting three or four Nicolas Cage movies a year is just a, a wonderful blessing for... This, this day and age that we live in. Like, if all else fails, the economy's failing, the medical system is failing, but Nicolas Cage is still giving us four movies a year. He's
1: <laughs> he's what keeps the uh, economy going. Oh, my God. No
0: matter what, people are
1: going to pay to see a Nicolas Cage movie.
0: I hope he's happy. I really do. I can't imagine not... I hope be- you're happy, Nick Cage. I can't imagine him not being happy. Like, and he just had the history of swearing come out, which is fantastic. That was a great show. I watched that in two days. I, oh man, to, to be, to spend a day in the life of Nicolas Cage, man. Yeah. Ah, uh, but yes. Anyway, listeners, the time has come. Our last story is another list. Nick, you came up with this list, so why not get us started and explain what we are counting down?
1: We talked about it last week in some segment. I don't remember which, um, but it's the top three things we miss about going to the theaters. Um... This this list is specific to the theater experience, not necessarily like top things we missed since COVID happened with movies. It's specifically to us going to the theater. So this is going to be a pretty personal list, uh, which starts off my number three. This is it's so personal. That's why it's my number three. If we weren't (laughs) doing this show, I I probably wouldn't have ever experienced something like this. Uh, Multi movie nights. The weekends where me and you were seeing two to four movies. I didn't even think movies. of
0: that. Oh, that's so funny.
1: The The weekends where we were seeing, like, two to four movies, and we had to and like coordinate, like, all right, we got to make sure we have them all done by Friday. So it's like, all right, you got two days to get your movies in. And just the chaos of, like, especially the ones where I saw, like, three movies in a night. That only happened a handful of times. But I... I loved the stupid adrenaline rush I got from just like coordinating the schedule of the movies together and then like actually like moving around. And then the couple times where I went to the wrong theater, mm-hmm. like where I sat down and I was like, Oh, I'm seeing child's play. And I was like, oh, Wait, no, actually, I'm in 47 meters down too, or something like that. And I like had to run to the other theater the couple times that I messed up. <laughs> I really enjoyed our multi movie weeks and it's this one is so personal that I don't think it has like wide audience appeal. Like how much of our audience is going through what we were going
0: through when we would do those. So right. that's why it's my number three. Dude. I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily like, I don't know how quickly we'll readopt that when things go back to normal. I'm just putting that out there.
1: <laughs> yeah. We had that, we had that discussion over the summer. It was like, at most, we're going to be doing two movies in a week for a while.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll just, I do, I do I do, have fond memories of doing that, though, like uh, trying to do that and catch the train or like see the one movie, catch the train, wake up and catch a matinee of the other movie and then tape like two hours yeah. after that. Like that was, I, I, I there's like a the weird nostalgia I have for that.
1: I really like the weekends where uh, I got off early on Friday so I actually could see like the two movies before I had to start my weekend like coverage. Yeah. That was really fun.
0: I, yeah. Yeah. It was it was a much more ambitious time for us on the show. <laughs> kind of yeah. my, kind of my fault more than yours for sure though. Uh.
1: <laughs> we got to see these three movies. Uh okay.
0: <laughs> oh man, makes my number 3 seem so I loved
1: sp- I loved when you realized how much I was paying for movies too. When you were like, "Wait. So you're paying per individual movie?" Yeah. So you're spending x amount of money per month. Um, on movies just in on movies yeah oh my god dude
0: that was well i was on a list so like i knew i was good but i like, did not have the option to do a list no until literally covet happened like you had a month of a list and then that stopped <laughs> that was heaven i love that It is much cheaper oh i miss it so much i'm still i just add a solid not solidarity but just like out of i want amc to stay open i've literally been paying them for the past like since I've been paying them since the start of the fall, and I've used my A list. When, I when think, we went twice. to Tenant, yeah, when I've we used, went to Tenant, yeah, I've used A list for Tenant, and like that's it. And I'm still giving them twenty bucks a month just because I want them to. Ha- I want to know that I gave them some money to try and stay open, <laughs> even though I haven't been in yeah. the movie since Tenant. <laughs> what's your What's your number three? Uh, my number three kind of sucks now, just because. <laughs> My my top two are kind of personal, but my number three is just kind of funny. Um, I honestly missed the pre-show stuff, like with Maria Menounos movie news, because like sometimes there would be some cool featurettes that she would introduce and some trivia here and there that were pretty interesting. But like I liked picking up, I would, listen, I liked picking up I would, little would, things there before the movie started. I would pretty much just listen to her in the
1: background while looking at stuff on my phone. A lot of times uh, that I saw her for more than like ten minutes at a time. Uh, it was because I was like, all right, I got like 20 minutes in between the end of this one movie and the start of this other movie on our multi-movie weekends. Mm. But I, I will put it out there. The next time you come up here, we need to go see just some movie. And then we also need to get there super early so we can just watch Maria Menounos.
0: We need to just get there. And the second she comes up on screen, even though she's not there, obviously in person, we just you go, we you, Maria! stand up and applaud
1: <laughs> <laughs> to stand up and start applauding.
0: No, we just shout something like for Rocky Horror Picture Show and throw food at the screen.
1: <laughs> I've never seen that movie, so I don't know. Ah, uh, sad face. All I'd be able uh. to shout is all that all that I'd ever be able to say is just shout. i a sweet night. Dude, if we
0: can. that's The only thing I know from that movie is that song. If we can, whenever we cover that show for the movie or God, that movie for the show, we have to experience a Rocky Horror Picture Party and not just watch it in our respective homes. Uh, on, like, Hulu or something. We have to go. All right,
1: well, I'm not going up, not going up there and making the animal noises like you did. Oh, no. Get, I will just, keep my ass sat down.
0: No, you lie your ass off and say that you've been to one before. Just no one's going to call I'm you out like,
1: 87 day. of them.
0: It's the greatest movie ever, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, this is crap. Just, no, just sit down. <laughs> don't do what I did. Even though I don't have to lie anymore because I've been to one, but... But anyway... Uh, that's my number three. Is I missed. I just missed the pre-show trivia and featurettes and Maria Menounos. So that's my number three. Uh, what's your number two?
1: My number two is actually another thing that relates to pre-show stuff. Um, I mentioned it either to you. I can't remember if we were on mic or not. But I really miss like getting to the theater and getting your ticket, getting your popcorn and soda, and like the walk from the concession stand to your seat. I just. I really liked that. I liked that tunnel vision effect I got. I I, I I just really liked it. And it's 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 a feeling that I know is probably only related to me. Like the best way I know how to describe it is going to a sporting event and you're on the concourse and then when you walk through to where your section is and you walk through and you get to the opening and you can see the whole field or yeah. uh rink or basketball court or whatever and like you can see like you get the whole effect of like where you're at. It's similar to that, and we got to and we got to do it like multiple times a week, and I really miss it,
0: dude. I. It's not the
1: same. It's not the same as doing it for sports, but it's it's
0: similar. I remember that for the first time I went into uh, a Dolby room. Like I've done, I've done it a few times with different IMAX theaters. I had that with
1: I had that with a Dolby room in the first time I went to an IMAX screening when Lafayette's Theater got the IMAX screen.
0: I was only really blown away in IMAX with uh there was a there's a regal imax that my ex worked at and she literally worked at the biggest imax in orlando and the first time i saw an imax movie there i almost pissed my pants when i walked into the auditorium it was so big
1: <laughs> you just you just start speaking in gibberish and you're just like at a wet spot on your jeans <laughs> she's just like dan what are you doing you're like i gotta go home
0: oh my gosh i saw so many movies there and then um, the the other time I had a moment like that was the first time I went into a Dolby room was in uh, Manhattan, and I never, like, I didn't know it had, like, the light blue mood lighting. I didn't know what the recliners were like. I didn't know what Dolby Vision was like. I've heard the phrase Dolby Vision, but I never went to see something in a Dolby Vision projector. Oh, my freaking God. It's not IMAX. I can't remember if my first...
1: If my first, uh, I think my first AMC A list movie was a was when we saw Invisible Man, and I think it was uh, the Dolby because I know I saw that in a Dolby room. But I think my first AMC A list experience was something in a Dolby room with Dolby Vision and sound and stuff.
0: Dude, Dolby Vision and Dolby Atmos sound and it, mix <laughs> and are... it
1: crashed. It crashed and was delayed by like fifteen minutes.
0: Dude, Dolby Vision and Atmos are insane. The picture, co- the picture's color alone is so damn good. And the sound mix is so immersive. Like even for a bad movie, I saw Hobbs and Shaw in a Dolby room and I, damn, you can hear every single crack of glass or the engine rearing. Like
1: I, I wish I would have, <clears throat> I saw it in IMAX, but I really wish I would have seen it, uh, in a Dolby room, uh, Ford versus Ferrari.
0: Oh yeah, I saw that in an IMAX too. It was still great sound. Speci- but No, it specifically, wasn't specifically
1: specifically because of the sound design in that movie. I loved.
0: Oh yeah, I yeah I had that. But just going back to the the first time I walked into an in Adobe room, I my jaw hit the floor too. And as it was, I don't remember what the first movie was, but I was just blown away at like the experience. The only thing I would complain about though is that those recliners don't actually kick the ar- the legs up all the way, which is kind of annoying. Yeah, they don't but, they don't
1: recline enough.
0: But yeah, yeah, outside of that, I, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Do you have anything else to add to your number two? <laughs>
1: no, it's, it's, it's one that I can't really elaborate super far on. So no, I don't have much.
0: My number two then is my food ritual. I miss my food ritual.
1: I I, I will second that getting, getting a popcorn and a cherry Coke, no ice every single time. So good.
0: I would always... Or when
1: I was in Lafayette, I could get a Pepsi or a Mountain Dew. That was awesome because I love Mountain
0: Dew. My food ritual every time would be a flatbread pepperoni pizza. And if it was after work, it would be uh, a Blue Moon. Or if it was like a matinee, it would be a large regular Coke. And the flatbread pizza would be the consistent. I would always have a flatbread pizza, which AMC's flatbread pizzas are so good. They're actually kind of worth the price. They're way more worth the price than a popcorn is, frankly. But uh, that flatbread pizza, I miss so much. They're finally serving them again. I got the notification. Dude,
1: a- a- AM- AMC's popcorn, I love that they're like, you can get this one. Or you can get this plastic bucket with a handle. Oh, the, the one here uh, where you I can live get now. a. You can literally get a pail of popcorn.
0: (laughs) The one I, the the AMC I live near now, you can pay like 20 bucks for the bucket and then it's like $4 per refill, but you can bring it with you every single time you go see a movie. Yeah. I've thought about buying one of those before. I wanted to get the Wonder Woman one. I probably still could, but like I saw the ad for the Wonder Woman one. I just haven't gone to an AMC to buy one.
1: Speaking of the R2-D2 thing that you – or speaking of popcorn buckets, you remember when you were talking about when you went to go see Rise of
0: Skywalker and they had that R2-D2 thing? $50, and his body was the popcorn tub, and then his head was a 32-ounce cave that you could fill soda in. $50. I I cannot confirm 100%,
1: but there is a guy that works in my department that is a huge Star Wars fan – at his desk, I think he has one of those.
0: Is it like is it like two and a half, three feet tall? Or no, not not three Roughly. feet tall, like two feet tall. Roughly two, two and a half, yeah. Dude, or or no, maybe it was closer to like seventy dollars. I it was an insane price. Like at the time I definitely could not justify to my ex purchasing it, but I saw yeah. that they only had three of them, and I didn't know that Rise of Skywalker was yet, but I was like, oh my god. I kind of low key want one of these. So I asked the person at the register and they were like, "Uh yeah, that's like $80 or however much it was." And I was like, "I will take yeah, Every time you reference the price it goes
1: up $10. I know, I don't remember how much it was. 50, 60, 70, 80. It was like, like it was it
0: cost like your newborn child. It was it was like, I don't know, it was like 50. It probably was like $50, but I was just like, "Uh I'll take the $20 metal tin instead. How about that?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I got one with uh, it, it's red and it's got Kylo Ren on it. It's pretty dope.
1: Yeah, um, I miss my food ritual too. And I, I remember when I went to AMC because AMC's portions are bigger than what good riches were. And I remember I was actually just starting to figure out like, all right, like, what should I get? Like, what size should I get? That's like healthy and stuff. And right as I was figuring that out, COVID hit, and then I don't remember.
0: Dude, I'm just glad that, like, when I can go back to, or when I go back to AMC, I just have just not been for no good reason. I can get the flatbread pizza at least.
1: Dude, AMC, when we went and saw uh, Unhinged in theaters, I remember getting popcorn and a drink and sitting down, and I was like, look, I know they want you to have your mask on, but I'm going to eat as much popcorn and soda and drink as much soda as I can just because I have missed doing this in a theater for so long
0: oh i did that both times i saw tenant and when i saw unhinged i just kept my mask down like
1: when when we saw jaws that was so weird because i think we both might have only got a drink
0: yeah i had my i think i had a a soda i think i had a heineken i can't remember i had i think i had a like an orange soda or something yeah you got a regular soda and i went to the bar yeah but yeah, we I, I had my mask up for the majority of that run though. Like I just I nursed yeah. I nursed my drink and I, I just kept my mask up.
1: Same, same. And then I also I got full like fifteen minutes into Unhinged, so I kept my mask up most of the time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh no, the first time I went to saw the first time I went to see Tenant, um, I had my mask up most of the most of the runtime because there was like 60 people in this. It was a 300 room IMAX. and so We all had plenty of room, but there was like 60 of us in there. And so I just consciously kept trying to keep my mask on just because people were yeah. not close to me, but they were close enough to me that I was like, ah, oh, they're probably gonna get mad if I don't pull my mask up.
1: Close enough that you noticed there was a person by you.
0: Yeah, yeah. The closest person to me on any direction was like three seats away. So there was still plenty of space. But yeah, but yeah it was full enough that I was just like, yeah, I should keep my mask up. Like it was definitely not when we saw Tenant this. Well, my second time when it was literally just us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it was closer. It All was right, actually my... it was actually relatively close to like Jaws, but like on a bigger scale. Yeah, because you remember how many people were with yeah. Jaws, or in Jaws with yeah. us. Yeah,
1: yeah, that one. That one. I wouldn't say it was pretty packed because it wasn't, but it. Of the movies I've seen in theaters since they closed down, that might have been the most populated.
0: Oh, it was for me. Unhinged. There was like two other people in Unhinged with me, and then yeah.
1: Un Unhinged. I think there might have been like ten other people.
0: Oh, yeah, had a more full showing the night. <laughs> but I saw it. I saw it in Greenwood. <laughs> yeah,
1: I I saw it up by my house. Um, okay, so my number one, and I'm gonna preface this very rarely do Dan and I see movie trailers for the first time in theater anymore because we do this um, it still the happen- one it that still comes happened the one that comes to mind for me is the Greenland trailer because not only was the first time I saw it the week that the shutdown started happening and I remember thinking I was like this might not be the time to unveil this trailer about the world ending and people going crazy Um <laughs> But I went online afterward and looked it up and could not find a trailer for Greenland for months because I think they showed it that one week theaters closed and then they stopped their advertising campaign because no one knew when movies were coming out.
0: I think the thing with that was that the trailer was actually debuting with The Hunt and I guess their yeah. online campaign hadn't set up everything yet. They wanted The weekend to go by like for people to like spread the word like, whoa, we yeah. saw this new George Butler trailer.
1: Cut kind of like you can only you get if you do the IMAX of this one movie you get to see like the first like 10 minutes of the Dark Knight Rises or whatever yeah
0: yeah somewhat like that yeah in that in that same vein at least yeah so my
1: number one with that preface is guessing trailers during previews (laughs) of (laughs) of like all right I bet we get these seven trailers this week with this movie by the way we saw enough movies in theaters
0: I was right most of the time like i actually remember a couple times being like i'm surprised this trailer wasn't in front of this movie i had that a couple times like i wouldn't guess the trailers but like when a the second a trailer would start literally like less than five seconds when a trailer starts i would just i would just know it's this one i would know what it was and i could guess well i mean they're all two and a half minutes long but like um sometimes i would go to the bathroom like i would like to see like just in case it was a trailer i hadn't seen before but like if the first trailer I'd seen before and then the second trailer starts and I've seen that one too, I was like, eh, you know what, screw it. I'm just going to go to the bathroom. I've probably seen them all. Yeah. <laughs> like, if they don't yeah. if they don't play the new trailer at the very, very start, it's going to be at the very end or not at all. Yeah. I also
1: kind of miss, and this goes back much more to Goodrich because I remember these a lot more than AMC, was the silence your cell phone
0: ads that were movie tie-ins. Oh, AMC would just play the same Eminem one every time. Yeah. But yeah that, that's my number one mine's kind of the same kind of the same i mean not okay no not quite but it takes place right before the movie starts too i god this is <laughs> this is so i love how little these have to do with actually seeing the movie in a theater this is so this is well that's natural that's just naturally assumed that just being in a movie theater to see a movie is just duh but <laughs> my number one is so oh my god this makes me sound like such a such a freaking dork um I actually really, really miss literally when the lights go down and then they play that pre-roll at the start. The welcome to AMC. Be sure to purchase your AMC A-list. Ask an associate at the door if you haven't. Like, I and miss it down and shut the f*** up. Oh, I miss that so much. The when you're on A-list. You can see three movies a week on all of these formats. Never miss a movie. Like, oh, I miss that. So, for some reason, like, I had that memorized, and I just, I like that that was opening the door. Like, the theater, just like, thank you for joining us, and be sure to buy popcorn and join us again on A-List. Like, I like that little welcoming of just like, let's all go
1: to the lobby. (laughs) Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby and buy ourselves a treat and show it in my ass.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Let's all go to the lobby and buy some popcorn and some drinks and then sit down and watch the movie. That's it. Consumerism. (laughs) Dear Dr. Roxo. (laughs) (laughs) No, for real. I really miss just like, it's time for the movie to start. The lights go down and it that. Welcome to AMC. I miss that so much. Like, just the actual—the lights are dimming down, and that being the first step into okay, the outside world is not here anymore. the we are in the director's hands to be in the world yeah. of this movie. I that that I, initial I think, second. I think the main
1: takeaway to take from this list is we miss the culture of seeing movies in theaters. Really. We miss the experience. Now, granted, I did not put having an audience in there with me because I hate seeing movies with audiences for most the most part. But um, notice
0: we did I not. Don't, I don't hate. I don't. We hate didn't people. really have much
1: to do with actually seeing the movie in a theater, but it was much more about the experience of seeing a movie.
0: Well, it's inherited and, that just seeing a movie in a theater, like no duh, like other aesthetic little pieces of it.
1: But what I'm but what I'm trying to say is that's why I don't think theater like theaters will ever die out fully I think it will just change
0: well that's that what that's what Deniville knew you, was can't, saying. you
1: can't get this you can't get this experience by watching every single movie through a streaming service on a DVD or whatever or on your home TV yeah. occasionally you're gonna want to go out and go to the lobby get yourself a treat walk your happy ass through the through the thing sit down see a Maria Menunos, and see the AMC thing start taking you're gonna want to guess what trailers are gonna come and you're going to miss the lights dimming like
0: dude yeah i maybe it's just the technology i have but like i know that i can only emulate a movie theater so well like i haven't i can't afford i'm not in the tax bracket to afford the technology to actually have a theater in my living situation like well i well, so i, it so I know it, seeing let... wonder woman like seeing wonder woman on christmas Seeing Wonder Woman let in a the theater would have been amazing versus the way I saw it. Like, I had a great experience. My TV's good and the sound was good. But, like, it's not a me, movie theater. Let me put it for
1: you this way. Strive to be better, you broke-ass. But... <laughs> <laughs> just kidding.
0: <laughs> My standards are just too high. My man needs to have abs. <laughs> hurry up and finish writing the note.
1: <laughs> hey, shut up. All right. Uh but yeah, that's our list. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just that's it. Dude, I can't yeah. wait to go back more regularly. Like I know Same. I know you I know you are like going out of your way to like be more locked down and which is I'm not judging you for it. I'm just for me personally, like I don't have an excuse. The only excuse I have is that we have nothing theatrically on the calendar and I just
1: well, it, it's very it's very similar. Like, I'm kind of in the same headspace as I was before the show. Like, before the show, it's like, all right, I don't need to be in a theater every single weekend. Yeah. Same same right now. And then we did the show. It's like, all right, I do need to see a new movie every single week. Right now, it's like, do I really need to go out of my way to see some movie that's going to be on my top 10 worst of the year list and risk getting the virus?
0: No. I just keep forgetting. I just, I don't know. I just keep not thinking about it. Like, I wanted to see that Kevin Costner movie. Didn't go see it. I would have loved to have seen Wonder Woman in a theater, but I watched it at home with my parents, and... Yeah, it's called Convenience. I just... I just keep forgetting. Like, I want... I could go see Promising Young Woman, literally, in an hour, and I... I mean, I have work... I have work to do. I have to... <laughs> I have a really big editing project I'm working on, so that's the reason I'm not, but I would love to go see Promising Young Woman in a theater. I just... I don't know. It's a per- I mean, this is really personal inside baseball, but, like, I... I don't know. That's a promise, actually... I'm going to go out of my way to see a movie in a theater and let you know if it's any different. Even though, okay, give me two week window. I'll promise you within two weeks I'll go back to the theaters.
1: <laughs> I was gonna say I was like, eh. I I'm just saying I might be more open to it once spring hits. Like I I just want. Well, yeah, no, more no no time no I'm not saying I'm not saying for the show. No I'm just saying stuff.
0: I'm just saying for me. I yeah. know I know I'm not. Oh dude I I I I'm not I'm I
1: haven't even really said it to you but like I can't wait for you to be able once basically Kelsey is waiting for her second dose and for us to go do one kind of family thing but like once that happens I can't wait to invite you up here and then we go to a theater to see a movie like I'm I'm okay with taking the risk of seeing like one movie for the first time in like five months in a theater I'm fine with it
0: dude I I but I want to go watch it with you yeah I or my wife. <laughs> I just, I don't know. Like, things in life are happening right now that, like, I just keep for- keep forgetting I can go to a theater. I don't have any restrictions as to why. I just, I don't know, thinking about the show and other things that are going on. We don't have the theater on the show. That's more or less the only reason I haven't gone is because I know because of you and Kelsey, like, and we already have enough titles to cover on the show. We don't have yeah. to go to a theater. Like, we want to, but we kind of don't have to right now. Yeah. Especially with that Warner Brothers it's- deal on HBO.
1: Yeah, like that's the thing is they also, they like it's being distributed through other means so well right now. It's like, you know what? We don't really like need to even go to see new movies.
0: I think I'm, I think honestly, I'm going to try to see Nomad Land in a theater, but if I have to watch it on Hulu, I'm not going to complain. I'm still going to watch the movie. I just, I would like to see yeah. it in the theater if I can, but I don't know if one near me is going to be playing it, if I'm being honest. But I don't know. Maybe yes. Yeah. Yes, Cinema. Hey, 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 Ron, try to get Nomad Land. <laughs>
1: All right. Let's hurry up. I'm hungry.
0: Yeah, and I have to pee really, really bad. So, that's all we got for this Brownie Bites new segment episode. We're going to take a brief break, and when we come back, we have a guest joining our review of our first movie. We'll be right back. Alright, everybody. Thank you. you okay. <laughs> <laughs> didn't even wait. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for joining us on this Brownie Bites News episode. Thank you to Isla Murphy and a few for the bumper music in between the segments, guys. I alluded to it before the break, but I'll say it again. We have a special guest joining us for our review coming out on Tuesday. His name is Rafael Martinez. He has a new YouTube series. This will all end in darkness. It debuts this Friday, the twenty second. Again, on YouTube, we will have links to his show. We will shout him out in the episode, obviously, and we'll post it all over social media because you guys need to check it out. This dude is hilarious. He's a dear friend of mine. I used to work with him in New York City, and it was a blast. We already taped it a couple days, or we just taped it the other day, and it was a lot of fun talking to him about the Devil's Advocate. The Devil's Advocate is on HBO Max if you want to watch it before listening to our thoughts on it. Uh, It stars Keanu Reeves, Al Pacino, Charlize Theron. That's all you really should need to know before deciding if you want to watch it or not. That cast is awesome. And again, it was a lot of fun talking to him about The Devil's Advocate. So that will be out on Tuesday. Nick, let the listeners know where they can reach out to us in the meantime.
1: Facebook, points guide to Cinema, Instagram, Brownie underscore points underscore guide, and Twitter, at Brownie cinema, as well as Cinema at gmail.com. Uh, make sure that you send us Bytes ideas, whether there are topics to discuss, countdowns to do, or movie trailers to discuss, or movies to review, whether they are in theaters or streaming new releases or time machines. Uh, also, leave us whatever the highest rating that you can possibly leave us, as well as the most stars. You can leave us uh, on whatever platform you listen to us on. It's the best way that we can grow, because we don't do, like, a Patreon or anything like that. And uh, if we get some good ones or literally anything, I'll start reading them on air, but we don't have any yet, so get on it.
0: Yes, and we will continue to always be in your ears on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Anchor.com, and all other major podcasting platforms around the world. Shout out to all of you international listeners. We love you. Thank you for listening. Guys, it's another big week here in America, at least, and without reminding you what it is, because surely you all know what's going to happen Stay calm. It's going to be okay. Just mm. deep breath, keep a level head, and we will be fine. But <laughs> But as always, continue to wear your mask and wash your hands and just give a damn about each other and the virus. And that is the only way 2021 will be better than 2020. I'm sending out good vibes from the show to you guys to pass along to everyone else that you see, while you also tell them to give us a listen as well. So <laughs> with that... That is all we got for you on this Brownie Bites news episode. We'll be back Tuesday with The Devil's Advocate and our guest Rafael Martinez. We do call him Ralph by the way, so Ralph Martinez. Um, <laughs> that's all we got. We will see you on Tuesday.
1: I was genuinely concerned. Genuinely concerned because I called him Ralph several times last night and he said Rafael and I was like, "Oh no."
0: Yeah, no, no. no. This <laughs> We just called him Ralph. <laughs>
1: Their young impressionable minds can't handle what's actually inside their body.
0: Can you think of another act That
1: sounds uh, sounds really inappropriate, I'm sorry.